We're recording? Yeah. All right, cool. We're still recording. I'm Tony Hannity's. Oh my gosh, you have terrible dad jokes. <laughs> I'm Quentin McKinnon. <laughs> and it's 2018. I almost said 2016. All right, I went back in time. I don't know where my mind was at, but man, was it a crazy year. We, uh, we, uh, b- before we move on, I just want to reminisce almost about 364, 65 days ago, you and I were in Vegas and now we are not. And man, can I tell you, I'm glad we're not. I'm just not in the mood right now. Oh, see, I would be so down to go to Vegas right now, as long as it didn't overlap with uh, some vacation plans that I have coming up in a couple weeks. Uh, I'd be so down for Vegas. Now, mind you, I should probably qualify that. I'm down for Vegas because that's where the Consumer Electronics Show is. If we were just going to Vegas for fun, I am so not down with Vegas. You're on your own, Tony. (laughs) <laughs> no, I would not want to go. My father yesterday, he said he reminded me they live like a half an hour away from one of the big Indian gambling casinos up here in Northern California. And he reminded me that they're more than willing to watch the kids while Celeste and I go gamble. And I said, I've been to Vegas enough times to be desensitized by the bright lights and the, the dinging bells. I, I care not of anything that goes on the gambling floor. And if you remember last time you and I went for work, I think I put 20 on black. I won it. And I put 20 on black again. I lost. And then I walked away. Like, I'm just, I'm not that gambling guy. Well, it's just, it, I don't know. I've, I've tried it a couple times and it just doesn't seem that fun. They're like, this is fun. Look, you push it and all these lights go off. And I'm like, that's cool. But maybe it's because I, like play a lot of games or something that it just doesn't reward you well enough. Like I I watched someone for like 10 minutes while we were waiting for something, play this slot machine and win and lose and win and lose. And I'm like, that's fun and all, but at the same time, I'm just like, I don't, I, I don't know. It it seems like to have fun, you've got, got to put in like a good hundred, hundred and fifty dollars at minimum before it starts like, actually like playing around with your money and making you feel like you're winning and losing and you're on a, you're on a hot streak and that kind of thing. Yeah. I, I, I don't have that kind of money to afford to, to gamble literally with that. Like I, I just, I, I can't justify that myself, but uh, for those who do no judgment whatsoever, go oh, ahead yeah. and enjoy no yourself. Yeah. It's to totally. each his own. And plus we know some people, uh, some one particular coworker that just rakes it in every time we go. Yeah, seriously, I have no idea how she does it. Oh my and goodness. It's 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 unfathomable because when we were working with her last time and she's like, Yeah, I'm gonna stay just a little bit longer. My husband's gonna come up. We're gonna go see this show because I can't wait to see, to see this show. And then after they saw the show, you had uh, had a conversation with her. She said, Oh yeah, between when you guys left and I saw the show, I also won like two hundred dollars. I'm like, wait, when did this happen? And how much did you invest? And it was like, oh yeah, I'm like fifty bucks. I'm like, oh Jesus, <laughs> right. I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah, I apparently don't know wrong. how to play this. <laughs> yeah, 
Apparently, it's not just hitting a bunch of buttons. There, There is a method to the madness, uh, but I have no time nor effort or energy to really learn said method. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, 2000, 2017, 2017 was pretty crazy. I mean, do you, do you have any, any moments, uh, either personally or from a humanitarian standpoint, that, you, that stand out to you to be something of, of note, something that would be memorable for the years to come? Well, I, I wouldn't want to get into any sort of humanitarian standpoint because you could get out in the weeds forever at that point just trying to go through all the things that we we as a country or we as a world did, whether good or bad, like, ugh, no. Um, but for me, like, highlights were like vacations, going to E3, going to Vegas, getting new friends, um, going to... Uh, the East Coast for the first time in my life, which was interesting, and the water was amazing. But I will say, by the end of it, I was super done with sand. Just, like, <laughs> stay away. <laughs> you and Luke Skywalker. Or not Luke. I was going to uh, say, Anakin. Nope. Anakin. <laughs> yeah. I almost revoked my, my, my nerd card there, but pulled it back in. I agree with you. Like, for me, it was our trip to London. You know, it's something I've been wanting to do for a very long time, uh, not just go internationally, but go, you know, essentially go back home and kind of see how things have changed, see what has stayed the same. And I'd say the, the biggest takeaway from it is, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, changes are coming and, and everything's a changing and you just got to kind of take it for what it is. But um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it and I fully recommend people to go not just London, but just get to go travel. Because, like you said, vacationing, getting you out the uh, out of the monotony of life is, I think, is very important. And we we dream on it a little bit too much, and we don't take enough action. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. It, you think about all these places to go and things to see, but not everyone just you know bites the bullet and does it. Finds out a way to do it. Yeah. There's a lot of ways. I mean. Um, our ex-coworker, uh, Patrick Santiago, and I were chatting, and he sent me like three or four cruise websites that will essentially, you know, give you the best deal on cruises. And a lot of the cruises, with all due respect, are, you know, of the elderly senior citizen sort. But, you know, I mean, there's always there's always going to be that. That's kind of, you know, that that kind of lifestyle. But compared to the amount of money that it would cost if I went direct to the cruise line website itself, like it's it's about sixty to potentially seventy percent off. And you know, I, I think the the big thing is pulling that trigger. It's it's that you know, a can I afford it? B when am I gonna get out of it? C, you know, the, any other excuse that comes up, it's it it, it kind of trumps actually typing in the credit card number. And I think too much of that, um, I think too much of that happens. I do want to uh, say something. Um, a few podcasts ago, I said that there's a bunch of hate toward Google and not a lot of hate toward Apple. And maybe that's just my, my, my bubble. Cause I, I tend to follow more news-centric organizations that are, you know, following the likes of Google and kind of poo-pooing Apple and its, and its uh, quote-unquote sheeple. But um, 
with the last thing that came out of Apple regarding the throttling of the battery and power, uh, there was a lot of pushback, uh, even after after Apple's uh, initial uh, public apology. But people were still like, "How dare you?" I mean, how do you, how do you feel about that? Because I don't know if you had that iPhone particularly, or, or do you know what I'm referring to? I do know what you're referring to. Um, for people who don't know what he's talking about it's when it was discovered that on like iphone 6 and later models uh, as the uh phone got older it the phone slowed down like the phone would not be able to process things as fast as when you originally got it and it was not a marginal difference it was significant and for some reason the when you replace the battery it would fix the issue and it was like a $70 battery. And so people are kind of mad about that of like, I don't want to have to replace my battery just to get my old phone back that I originally bought. Like what the crap Apple, um, Apple's public apology for it was they, they made it, they explained that what was happening was that the phone, from my understanding, the phone can look at the battery and say, this is what the battery can do. And as the battery gets older, it says, Oh, this battery, uh, can't do as much and so and it was kind of a shoddy battery to be honest like the, what happened was the battery was losing po- more power than it should and so the phone was saying oh this thing can't handle what i need it to do so i'm going to slow down to the battery's level right for me i'm still kind of on the fence like i can see their point of like this is what happened we didn't expect the battery to do this but um like this is exactly what happens full like as far as i can tell full disclosure maybe not and then they're offering 30 dollar battery replacements which i kind of go back and forth on like okay on the one side people are out of warranty so that kind of makes sense but on the other right. side like shouldn't you kind of extend the warranty on a couple of those things for that specific issue and kind of be like hey you're out of warranty but for this issue we'll we'll make an exception because the battery is degrading in quality faster than it actually should. I, don't know. Uh, I see your, I see, I see your point there though. I don't know. Like, like as long as I've been in, in cell phones, like even before smartphones, my whole thing with batteries were that they are going to last a year. Like the optimum amount of time that you're going to get out of a battery is a year. Now, if you don't use the phone that much, then maybe you'll be able to squeeze a year and a half out of it. And it'll still be the best, um, I don't know, like close to 18 months later. But the fact is, like, <sighs> the fact that Apple was doing this without telling its customers, and it was a software thing, that's where it was, that's where it was unacceptable. The fact that Apple was doing it, not telling their own customers and also not giving their customers the option because I, I, I know there's a number of people who run around with iPhone chargers and would say, look, I don't mind having to charge my battery every five hours. If that meant that I would get the optimum amount of power coming out of the phone. You know what I mean? Because there, there are some people that use their phone not just for like text messages and, and Snapchats, but they also use it for 
production. They also use it for pictures for work and, and video for work. And um, if for whatever reason, lowering the battery um, also lowered uh, the threshold in which you could do multiple things at the same time and, and multitask on the iPhone, then that slows down your workflow. And if someone told me, hey, yeah, we uh, we put a governor on your threshold because your battery's old. Like, well, that's my choice. I am the customer. And as the customer, my choice is to take that governor off and then I will deal with the repercussions of having to charge my, my battery more often. But you, as the company, shouldn't, shouldn't um, determine that for me. But wasn't it that the output of the battery like was degrading and so the phone looking at the output of the battery degrading was saying, oh... The, ba- the battery literally cannot keep up with me, so I'm going to slow down. It wasn't the fact of Apple electing, saying, let's slow down the old phones because we hate our customers that don't upgrade. It was the phones like literally saying, I know this battery can't keep up. I'm just going to slow down. I don't, I don't know the specificities. I, 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 I need to look back at the actual apology letter and... and, and uh... So what some of the uh, analysts said, but I was I was under the impression if they did not have this software governor, that the phone would act exactly as normal, the speed would be exactly the same, but your battery would die quicker. And Apple basically said, "We don't want your battery to die quicker. We want you to have as much battery throughout the day." But to do that, we do have to slow down the processes so it doesn't chew up the battery life cycle as quick. And under that stipulation, it makes sense, but it also makes more sense to have the customer to be able to determine that. Yeah. And I don't if, know. If, I, I mean, it's, it's a... Well, let's, let's yeah. put it this way. Let's put it this way. If... If it's the way I'm describing it, then it's just an unfortunate circumstance for Apple that I think they're handling fairly well. If it's the way you're saying it, it's honestly like they're getting caught doing something they shouldn't be, and they're backtracking their steps, and I'm happy someone caught them, and I'm really happy that we're going to get, I think it's supposed to be in springtime that we're going to get an update that's going to give us more disclosure on what's going on with the battery so it'll show like uh, i think just some just some statistics on it like what is it charging at when it first when you first got the phone versus what is it charging at now like just as many details as possible which is just going to be really nice to have well i guess we'll have to wait and see won't we did you listen to the last CGP Grey podcast of uh, Hello Internet, the one that came out, I think, like, New Year's Eve or something like that? New Year's Eve? Like, so two days ago? Like, yeah, two days ago or the day before New Year's Eve? No, I I, I think I'm two episodes behind because they have, yeah, I'm two, I'm at least two episodes and what you're saying, I'm three episodes behind at this point. <laughs> yeah. Well, the last episode, uh, they kind of closed out the year, um, kind of 
listening or listing these questions that came in like a uh, a coffee top book. So I want I want to take uh, one of these questions from Brady and, and uh, bring it to you. If we were able to find the cure for cancer for all kinds of cancer in the world, but it meant we had to put factories for whatever reason uh, up in Antarctica and destroy the landscape of Antarctica, would you be in favor of it? We'd have to destroy the landscape of Antarctica to kill all cancer. Right. All cancer would be cured. Forget Antarctica. Like, whoop-dee-doo, a bunch of ice. Let's go. Let's get human. Like, great. It looks pretty, but you know what matters more is if, let's say, someone's daughter is trying to live. If it's between that person and some beautiful ice... It's that person that should win. And especially like we're not we're no longer talking about one person. We're talking about the whole of humanity. Like no, it that that is, seems like an easy answer is forget the beautiful landscapes. This is No. <laughs> easy answer. So I'm glad you take that position because I'm going to take the contrary position. And that's under the uh, the under that's under the query of by taking away Antarctica, what kind of effects will have will have will be on the rest of the globe? I don't want this to be a whole global warming conversation. Now, we can I get should, into that. I should clarify. I should clarify. When I'm talking about this, I am assuming that whoever's putting said factories up, that they are accounting for if they have to, you know, destroy some sort of ice that it's not going to affect any sort of like water levels or anything for that matter. Like this this has all been taken into account. Well, if if we're going under that under that summation, then yeah, sure, I I would agree with you, but I don't think that anybody can really pinpoint like when you kill off a species of mosquito we're all happy about that. But in the circle of life, that mosquito will kill this other thing, which would kill this other thing. But now that mosquito is not around to kill this other bigger thing, that other bigger thing is is still around and alive and kicking and could actually um, cause more havoc, um, whether it be in the animal kingdom or if it somehow gets up to us um, through a virus or something else. So whenever I hear these hypothetical stories of hey let's 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 kill off a whole continent no one lives there but let's kill off a whole continent cuz no one cares about it and there's no oil up there so there's no like there's no state reason to be there there's just a scientific reason but what the hell is science learning from a bunch of ice and penguins um actually penguins aren't in Antarctica they're the other way um but like what there's the Let's let's just get rid of it. My first gut reaction is, but if you get rid of it, what is the domino effect? Because you can you can account for only so much. There's got to be some sort of domino effect that was not mistaken, but forgotten or uh, not taken into account for. 
and that could have a lasting effect on the rest of on the rest of the world. So let me rephrase the question in that we are going to be able to cure all cancer, but by removing Antarctica, that raises the seawater levels. And by doing that, that will have a damning effect on waterline, not just property, but countries, um, potential whole countries that are surrounded by water. I would still lean towards yes, but at the same time, I would... I would hope that the the businesses or whatever was going on that was deciding to go down... Sorry. I would hope that the businesses or whoever were deciding to go down there could say, okay, we need to have a serious discussion with all these countries about, like, we have to raise the water line or we have to do this, that, and the other, and we need to account for these domino effects and figure out how much of an impact to humanity this is going to have. Yeah, and the problem is we're, we're not really good at having countries talk to one another in a diplomatic sense. <laughs> that's the that's the problem, right? So yep. it's 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 a weird it's a weird quandary and there's there's no good answer to it. I you know, you're not wrong, I'm not right. I'm not right, you're not I you're not wrong. Like it's I think I said the same thing twice there. But you know, this <laughs> it's it's just, it's just one of those things where, you know, when when people want a black and white answer, do you want to cure cancer? Yes. Okay. Let's get rid of this continent. Like, well, okay, okay. Let's 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 see how this this could affect everything else. Because I know um, all these dystopian movies and TV shows that I've watched. I know it's all fiction, but a lot of it does come from truth. And when you when you require countries to work amongst themselves their only goal is from a self-fulfilling prophecy and you said the word earlier on in your in your uh answer if the business well the business is pharmaceutical pharmaceutical businesses generally aren't looking for the greater good they're looking for the bottom line and Definitely I agree. think the bottom line, yeah, and I think the bottom line would be like, okay, we're going to get rid of this. It's going to raise the water levels. And so you countries have to figure out, you know, if if your country is going to shrink, who's going to move into the inner parts of the country? And if you cannot, if you cannot properly populate the inner parts of that country, then you might have to have a lottery system to figure out who's who's able to stay within that country you know and then it gets really dark and then i get i get sad and depressed and i get i get mad so i'm I'm gonna leave it at that but i just thought it was interesting to to, uh to uh to hear what uh both uh brady and uh, gray had to say and obviously what you had to say too so which by the way if you're not listening to hello internet i would highly suggest it Tony, I have one, and I promise the last Christmas question for you since we're just coming out of the season. Mazel tov. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't even handle the one question. Um, How long does your tree stay up after Christmas? Ah, the never-ending question that needs to be answered every year. 
and every year it seems to get longer and longer. I I I want to say one more month, to be honest with you, and it's out of sheer laziness. <laughs> I was going to say for a um, second, I'm like, one more month? You're going to take it down in February? Well, I think two years ago... We took so long to take everything down that we had everything up still in the middle of February. Now, I could that could be a little hyperbole, and that could be uh, some misremembering of the timeline. But, um, yeah, I, I know particularly here, and partly because it's, it's, it's my fault for not helping out, and we've already had this discussion, <laughs> I, I hate trimming the tree and I hate cooking turkey, but I love the I love the end result and I love how gravy tastes. So I just I don't like the cleanup aspect of it. But I will say this: once all of that is said and done, I will be able to walk through my garage a lot more freer because all of the boxes for the ornaments and the tree are are just kind of sp- sprawled throughout. What about you? Um, planning on honestly taking it down today uh, if I. Have some wow, time. Wow, you're such a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> you're so responsible. <laughs> I will say, though, like, I kind of will miss it. Not for the fact of, like, you know, Christmas spirit, blah, blah, blah. Like, nothing wrong with that, but that's not the reason. Is it just kind of breaks up the room? It's just something kind of ah. happy and bright and fun that just breaks up the room, and then you take it down, and you just kind of go back to the monotony of just the room. The- the dreariness of the room. Yeah. yeah. I, I I can definitely see uh see see where, where your uh emotions flared there. Um I don't have that kind of connection to it as you do. I see it as a big thing in the corner and uh it's not in the way for me at all whatsoever. It's nice to look at, but I don't come downstairs every day while it's up it's like ah oh, i'm so glad it's there it's like oh there it is like, i just like walk right past it <laughs> i uh visited my dad yesterday and he had a real tree and i thought that was weird because as even he remembered as long as i had been a part of his family when they adopted me we had Fake tree. Fake tree's the way to go. It, even he said, yeah, we had a, a Hong Kong pine. Like, yeah, I remember. You hated having to to fluff the the, uh, the branches. That was our job before, before mom put everything up. No, I entirely agree that we had a real tree, I think, one year, and it was just awful. There was... Pine needles everywhere. It, the the water at the bottom was like spilling slightly. Like it's just, it's just terrible. Like there is things that live in trees. That is that is the nature of a tr- a real tree. Is things live in that tree in a symbiotic relationship or a parasitic relationship, depending. But you don't want those things in your house, regardless. <laughs> Well, I didn't see any things in the tree, but I will say this. The tree was from Home Depot. It was a tabletop tree, so it wasn't a full-size tree. It was maybe about the size of uh, four Xboxes uh, stacked up on top of each other if they were on their side. Um, 
So it wasn't that big at all, but it was, you know, decorated in some lights. I think there was some tinsel. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it was it was just very classily done. Um, and I, I was just kind of taken aback that my dad would even go as this far to do it. And he said, oh, no, this wasn't me. This was all Letha. This is my, 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 my stepmom. But yeah, this is this is all her doing. She said she was going to take care of it. She said she was going to take it down. And I'm like, all right, fine. It's like, oh, okay, that's more like you. Because <laughs> I'm the same way. So as we end 2017, beginning 2018, the Christmas holiday season, as it's been for the past three years, one of the other celebratory things that we all all nerds and geeks alike enjoy is the annual pilgrimage to your Century Theaters, AMCs, or Regal, whatever you got, and watch Star Wars. And I I finally saw Star Wars in theater with my son. I think it was two weeks ago. I've only seen it once. Uh, Q, I know you're going for the second time today, I'm right? going to go see it in IMAX. Now, we should probably clarify. Um, we are, Spoiler alert. Yeah, we are going to talk about the movie, but... This is specifically at the end. You're not going to miss anything. You're not going to uh, miss any topics or anything. Don't. If you haven't seen the movie, please go see it. Don't watch any trailers if you haven't already. I know they're kind of hard to miss, especially if you watch live TV. But go see the movie before you listen to this. There's nothing after we promise. Go see the movie. Then come back and finish the podcast and then leave a review and all that fun <laughs> stuff. <laughs> exactly. Put us on pause. We'll we'll wait. Are you done? Have you seen the movie yet? Okay. I cool. hope so. All right. Awesome. So what'd you think of the movie? Okay. So I I was very entertained. Um I wouldn't say it was the best, uh, but I do like Ryan Johnson um as a as a um as a director. I, I did enjoy Looper. I don't know if you ever saw that film. Yes. yes, I enjoyed Looper. So I already knew what I was getting myself into uh, from a directorial standpoint. But I thought that they carried on the saga of Star Wars um, in a way that was... Uh, it was opening doors to newer avenues for other offshoots, whether they be television offshoots or other movie offshoots. Um, I know we, we, as, as fans don't necessarily want everything to be explained, uh, because we like the mystery of, Hey, what's that? Who's that person? What What is their contribution to this universe? Uh, but sometimes when they, when they go off and, and, and do a, a, a whole movie or a whole TV show surrounding, uh, a particular character or group, it can be interesting, like a spinoff, if you will. Um, but, but I will say this, and this, this, so this is like my, in a nutshell, kind of review. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and it had its problems. And porgs are delicious, <laughs> but, but cute. What about yourself? I loved it to death. Um, okay. I thought it was amazing. Um, 
I don't know. Amazing, I, really. Yeah. No, I okay. straight up thought it was the best movie I've seen this year. Like, it was so good. Um, I thought it was going to end a few times, uh, which was kind of interesting because I was like, oh, okay, so they're just going to wrap up and then leave this for the next movie. And it's like, nope, nope, we're going to finish this. We're going to finish this plot and we're going to do this right. Um, I've heard a lot of people complain about like, oh, well, you can draw parallels between it and like other Star Wars movies like Episode 5 and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, you know what? The whole thing about Star Wars in general is that history repeats itself. So it kind of played into that perfectly. Yeah, the ring theory. And it, oh man, I don't know. It it was amazing. I thought it was perfect in every way. The way that they handled Snoke's death, um, the way they handled all of it, I thought it was perfect. The only time that I... the only time I had a complaint is when I thought they were killing off Princess Leia, and I was like, "How unceremonious of a death could she have? Like that was terrible." And then she pulled herself back in the ship, and I'm like, "Okay, that makes more sense. It makes sense the level of like how how well she can use her force powers." Um, it I I thought it was perfect. It was it was an amazing movie. Yeah, it was funny because my son leaned over to me and he, um, uh, as the um, as the battle was going off, and he's like, "So how are they going to kill off Carrie Fisher?" I'm like, "I have no idea." And then you know we thought she was going to die, and I nudged him. I was like, "There you go, she did." And then she came back. I'm like, "Oh, well, I'm an <laughs> <asshole> now." So, <laughs> so, so. <laughs> So I, I thought the same thing you did. I was like, well, that's kind of messed up. That's how they kill her. But, you know, it is a character they're killing. They're act- they're not actually killing Carrie, obviously. Um, um, rest in and, peace. And so, rest in peace. So, but uh, as a character killing, I thought they did a great job of how Luke died. And I think they, they handled that beautifully as well. But I had a question for you. Um, when we were walking out of the movie, I looked to my wife and I was like, oh man, it sucks that they killed off Luke Skywalker. And she's like, well, it makes sense. And I was like, yes, it totally makes sense. She's like, and also the actual actor, Mark Hamill is getting old. So they probably want to kill him off so he can retire from Star Wars. I was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense too. And I wanted to pose a question to you is, do you think they would have killed off Luke Skywalker is a character if Mark Hamill was not an issue in terms of actual real-life age, if he was able to be ageless in some way, shape, or form, such as, like, 3PO. Oh, I see what you mean. I don't know. I think that his story arc, as an arc, came to a good end. You know, I think that if they were trying to squeeze any more story out of him that would signal the rest of us, oh, they're just trying to sell more merchandise for the next episode. More Luke Skywalker lunch backs, uh, lunch boxes and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, You know what I mean? Because we, we understand that Star Wars is, if not two things, it's more than that. It's a great movie, and it's a merchandising, money-making machine. And... They throw in characters that don't need to be there, but you know that there's going to be an action figure to buy or a, or a pop vinyl. 
and it it's it might make no sense or really needed to be there in the first place, but you bought it. So what you gonna do now? And the fact that Luke, in his own way, kind of went out on his own as a as a uh, human Jedi, as the last official Jedi, then I I think it had a really good bookend. Now, with that being said, that was his human form. Yoda also came back. And by the way, in a really awesome CGI puppety way. Like it was Oh my gosh, the like fact that they did the puppet of the Jedi and not style. The the CGI was just the best thing ever. Right. No, that was that was spectacular. I I don't know if it was the exact same mold of the the original puppet from episode 6, but you saw the hairs, you saw, you know, the the emotions that that the puppet had that the CGI uh the character did not have. It was all there. Frank Oz, he was all there. It was amazing. Now, and I say that though because the problem is the advancement of CGI where we're going now, because we've already seen Leia as CGI, we are seeing Gra- Grandma T- uh, Tarkin as CGI, and um, was it Rogue One? What's to say that we won't still see Luke as CGI, as a C- CGI force goes? There's nothing. There's nothing to definitively say he's never coming back, because he can totally come back. So... As his human Jedi form, he is gone, and I think it was very, very well done. Should he come back to help out Rey or whoever else turns out to be a secret Jedi or a secret Sith or whatever, I, I, I think he might come back as a, uh, as a Jedi masterclass. Like, okay, <laughs> welcome to Luke Skywalker masterclass.com. I think with also with Mark Hamill's age that if they're going to do that, it's going to have to be the next movie and like that's it because... Like, he is getting older, and that sucks to come to that realization, but he can't He can't age as a ghost. <laughs> no, he can't age as a ghost, so so that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, when George Lucas went back and changed um, the Anakin Skywalker uh, from being the Force Ghost older version to the Force Ghost... Uh, younger version uh, in the special edition, it, it kind of it kind of changed the narrative of what you can look like as a Force Ghost. So if they bring him back as older Force Ghost or younger Force Ghost, I don't think it necessarily matters. What matters is that is the CGI going to be CGI, or if it's not going to be. It, let me try and. If the CGI is very good, is it going to be the voice of old Luke, like old man Luke, or is it going to be the voice of younger Luke? And if it's the voice of younger Luke, is it Mark Hamill? Is it somebody else? And if it's the voice of older Luke, uh, no, is, is Mark Hamill still effectively part of the Star Wars cast, or are these like pre-recorded inserts that he did years years before, just in case they need him to say something? Like, 
it just it just opens up a bunch of questions that we don't yet have answers to and personally i don't think he necessarily needs to come back but he might i mean they brought back yoda no i don't think any of us any of us expected that no that was oh my gosh amazing brought a tear yeah. to my eye now <laughs> as 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 we're talking about that um I do want to bring up uh, one of the big flaws of the movie. Okay. Now, I understand now that it is a Disney-owned uh, subsidiary that there's going to be a little Disney-fying, if you will. And I am, I am not against comedic timing. I'm not against having some comedy, some humor in these movies. Um, I think that's what made the movies so great in the beginning, which was that th- there was some very genuine uh, comedy moments, especially between like Luke and and and, and Han and and, uh, and Han and Leia. But um, what was up with those frog nuns? Really? The what? Like the nuns, the the caretakers of that island. First off, they came from nowhere. Like. She went to the island. She gave him the lightsaber. He threw it over his shoulder. That was funny. I will admit that. I enjoyed that. And then all of a sudden, the next morning, she wakes up, and there's all these frog nuns running around taking care of the island. It's like, okay, first off, then, you're not alone on the island. You've been taken care of by, by these by these random creatures. And what's their story? Like, they, I don't know. It was, it looked kind of... They they might have been costumes, but it it felt very prequely to me. I don't know. They they didn't bother me at all. It was just kind of like, oh, okay. So there's people like the island isn't entirely inhabited. I mean, it kind of uh, made it more make more sense to me because when they first started going through the little village and stuff, um, before we saw these creatures, uh, I was like, what Luke spent all this time and built like a little village for himself, but by himself, like, but why? And it made more sense when there was all these little creatures that live and he's just coexisting with them without actually affecting them. They don't, they don't actually interact. It's just like, he doesn't bother them. They don't bother him. He lives in the area and is kind of like almost the protector. Like he could defend the area if there was a problem, but for the most part, they just leave him to his devices. I thought it made I thought it made sense that this is an old, ancient Jedi temple like refuge. So I, it made sense that there was some sort of structure there in the first place. It didn't need caretakers, like any other like um, mythological ruin that we've grown accustomed to, whether they be in video games or other movies, you know, the hero of the story goes to this ancient, not necessarily an island, but a castle or a temple. And they're seeking out the druid or they're seeking out the wizard. And they find the wizard and he's just in this little hut. And that's it. He's just him all by himself, just kind of there just kind of taking solace and taking refuge away from all the craziness. You don't, you don't turn the corner 
and see all these random other creatures like, oh, hi, hello, we're here too. Yeah, we're just going to do some washing up and laundry. I just, I just thought it was, I just thought it was like, it wasn't needed. It, it was added purely for the comedic um, aspect of it. And because I feel like it was artificially added, that for me took away the necessity of some of the, uh, well, especially some some of the uh, the scenes, like when Ray cut that rock down and it and it destroyed the uh, the cart as they were walking by. We didn't. We didn't. Oh my gosh! That. No, that was amazing. I died. <laughs> <laughs> like, it it seems so artificial to me. No, it you know it was so artificial, but it was just so perfect because it I don't know it like yeah you could say like okay it wasn't needed or anything, but man neither was the like two minute musical number in Return of the Jedi. Like I would take the cart well, getting smashed. Are, are you referring to in the special edition? Yes. Okay. Well, no one wanted that either. Right, but like no one wanted that either. Right, but Tony, like, pick your poison. Like, which one would you rather? Would you rather a two-minute musical number or a quick little like ha ha as it flies by and smashes the cart, but doesn't actually affect the story and takes exactly four seconds? I don't think it's a quick minute though because they're still there. Like that minute, yes, is a quick minute, but their existence of being there purely for the comedic. Uh, slapstick was unnecessary. Were they really like, like comedic to me, snacks, to me? It felt like it. It felt like the guys from Pixar walked over from the other building and said, "Hey, we have all these kind of jokes that we would fit into like Cars Four or Toy Story Four, but obviously we're not doing those movies. We can repurpose them and give it to you, and they would somehow make sense." Yeah, let's do that. That's how it felt to me. It felt too Pixar-y or Disney. E, E, yeah. Are you in a restaurant right now? No, my wife is opening and closing things, and she knows specifically not to do that. And she's trying to smile and make it sound like she's not in trouble right now, but she's very much in trouble. See, for me, they only were comedic relief that one time when the rock fell. But, like, them living at, like, the basically the quote-unquote base of the temple makes sense to me. Because, like, that's something that seems like would happen is these primitive folk have a temple that maybe they worship and there's no one in the temple, but they don't want to, like, disrespect the temple. So they make a society around the temple and, you know, want to make sure the temple looks nice so they keep up with it like they I don't I don't think they went to the temple and like sat there cleaning the walls scrubbing the walls of the temple but they live around it because they find it to be like a sanctuary they find it to be safe and then like the whole thing with Ray shooting the wall out and them like freaking out about the wall being destroyed makes sense because they like if you look around they only have like 10 huts and if the one has a giant gaping hole in it like you don't want that <laughs> so it'd be something to kind of be like uh worrisome and especially since they're not probably used to acts of violence they're probably used to luke moping around and the porgs being porgs 
I like it made sense to me. It made sense to them freaking out and then like the comedic relief of having it smash the cart was although unnecessary really funny. No, the only out of the entire movie the only thing that ever bugged me was if they had there was a part where um Ray was standing below a ledge and then Luke was standing above the ledge and the camera was panned out to the point where it could see both of them looking like the camera was looking up at both of them and you could see both of them and the camera refocused between the two really fast because of something that was going on in the movie and it was kind of disorienting because like as Mm. as the camera like switched between focuses my eyes were like ah what where am i looking where is my because it it switched just too fast it wasn't like a you know i talk you talk i talk you talk and we'll focus on maybe the person that's talking but like it was just oddly switching focus and it just kind of it threw me for a second that was literally my only complaint of it just it threw me off a little bit the other thing that is i wanted to bring up is like people saying like uh, luke's portrayal like the portrayal of luke in this movie was terrible what are your thoughts on that no, I thought it was very well done. I thought that, you know, uh, it was very Luke. Like, if you if you look back at every time Luke does something right, it's a fluke. Like, almost every time he, he does something, it's like he was either a part of a whole group that actually were, was able to successfully do it, or, or it just kind of happened by accident of happy circumstances. And... And so we have this weird vision that Luke is the most awesomest Jedi. Remember, he didn't actually finish his training. And it wasn't Luke who threw over the Emperor over the ledge. It was Darth Vader. Okay? So, spoiler alert from episode 6. Um, <laughs> so, really, Luke didn't defeat him. He, Darth Vader did. He just got through to his dad. Which, in its own right, it's, it's its own journey, yada, yada, yada. Fine, whatever. But he didn't blow up the second Death Star. Um, he didn't destroy the Emperor. And he, uh, you know, he tried to kill his his nephew. And and that would, you know, he, he obviously realized that he shouldn't do that. And then all that, all that, all that stuff happened uh, with, with Kylo Ren. Or Ben, I guess. But... It was just one of those things, like, if that were to happen to anybody, they would be so distraught, right? Like, if you think of of terrible things that are happening in this world today, and if that person were to try and do something like that today, they would be so distraught that they wouldn't want to talk to anybody. Like, how could he talk to his sister ever again? Hey, by the way, I tried to kill your son, my nephew. Or at least thought about killing your son. Yeah, exactly. I I tried it. I tried. I thought about it, and then I and I went back on it. But then, because I did what I did, it, I kind of made him who he is today. So yeah, my bad. Yeah, you know how you lost um, over a hundred, you know, different uh, starfighters. Yeah, that's probably my bad. So yeah, so I I I can from a human standpoint, I can understand why he wants to ostracize himself, um, and why he he doesn't want to teach ever again. Um, there was some whininess that came back, which I was like, yep, there's the Luke whininess right there. He's just trying to, trying to whine his way out of it. But then when he came to that planet and as a, 
as a not a force ghost, but like a force spirit or whatever you want to call uh, it. Projection is the thank you. Yeah. Um, as a projection, uh, that was phenomenal. Oh my gosh, like, that whole that segment. was so good. Yeah, no, that was so good. So, um, I I thought I thought he uh, represented uh, represented did it? No, I thought he represented his character very well, and um, I. Uh, I think you. I think you feel the same way, right? Oh yeah. No, the oh, that whole bit where Kylo is like taking out all his anger on Luke, and then Luke's not even actually there. He's just basically a distraction. Oh my gosh, so good, so so good. <laughs> um, I also like the. Um... Can you hear me now? Uh, connecting. The, oh uh, my gosh, it's just, the, the it's hailing. it's comedic relief. Like if you think about it, like it's. When people a lot because I've seen people complain about this of like it was so unnecessary that's not actually what happened but it's like so perfect it's like I have a message for the commander uh, well I can't get connection you know there's there's issues and stuff but we had a connection beforehand like it was just so perfect because like you could almost see that happening of like these guys trying to have a serious conversation but want the other one like messing with him just to get just enough time cuz it didn't last long it lasted like maybe 10 seconds that they finally were like wait right. no this is a distraction but it was just enough time to get things to work well, I love how he went through his monologue almost twice <laughs> I, I thought that was that was that was great because you know like you're in a conference call and that happens. You you say your piece. You're like, I have a complaint about this. And you're like, what does everyone else think? Hello? Did I get disconnected? God dang it. <laughs> Why does this always happen to me? <laughs> Come on, Skype or something, you know. So I, I think that was something to, while it, while it, it, um, it might be unnecessary, it's something that's relatable. And for the fact that it's relatable in a war setting, um, I think that just adds to the comedy. So, um, so that that you know, comparing my my issue with the the uh, the artificial insert of the 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 frog nuns, this one made sense because he was trying to delay uh, the the uh, the drug the was it the uh, the dreadnought, which is an awesome ship. Um, I want one. I want one in Lego right now. Oh, and can we talk about the cinematic, like just how they played out when, um, I don't remember her name, the lady with the purple hair, when she jumped to hyperspace into the dreadnought. Uh, yeah. And can we explain, uh, or rather well, ask why people, uh, thought that there were technical difficulties with that. Do you remember that? Do you hear about that? That AMC theaters had to have a, a uh, notice at the theater saying, Hey, there's a 10 second moment in this movie where there's no sound. It's meant to be like that, but people thought there was a technical problem. You're, You're I'm not, I'm not crapping. I'm not joking. Oh my gosh. I'm not joking. Look it up. Yeah. AMC had like this, this little disclaimer saying, Hey, by the way, there's a 10 second moment in this movie. We're not going to tell you when, but there's no music, there's no sound. And it's meant to be like that because too many people went to the, to the, to the box office or to the manager saying, Hey, your, your, your audio cut out because there's never happened in, in any other star Wars movie. So it must be a mistake. No, it was supposed to be like that because Ryan Johnson wanted to mimic the vacuum of space. The fact that there is no sound in space and how this would be 
No, it was so perfect. The when yeah, she no, just was, jumped it and it just rips done. through and it like rips through the audio, like it tears both the ship and the audio coming through and goes from you know, all these spaceships and all these people talking to just nothing. Like it is perfect. It was amazing. It gave me chills. Like I'm like, holy balls, that is a way to go out. Like I've complained about uh self sacrifice, uh different games and TV shows and movies. I've complained about self sacrifice a lot before. Um if we talk about Halo Reach, a lot of people love Halo Reach, but I could talk about Halo Reach all day of things that I didn't like about it because people self-sacrificed for unnecessary reasons, in my opinion. But man, oh man, that was perfect. Because at first, when she was like, I'm going to stay with the ship, I'm like, oh my gosh, throw it on autopilot. You don't need to be with the ship. Like, goodness gracious, I'm sure you can, you know, put a cinder block on the gas pedal, as it were, and get out of the ship. But Goodness gracious, it was so perfect. Yeah. So, I, I think both you and I can both agree. First off, if you've listened to this and you haven't seen the movie yet, why didn't you listen to us? Just <laughs> pause us <laughs> and go watch the movie. Um, second, uh, second off, though, I, I do recommend a second viewing, as Quentin is doing later on today. I'm probably going to go do that myself, uh, this time with my wife, because she hasn't seen it yet. Um, but, um, yeah, I think that's a good place to end it. Uh, well, this is our first podcast of 2018. I think, uh, uh, one point in time for the next week or so, I'm going to say 2017 by accident, but man, that's a great way to kick it off. Quentin, thank you so much. Yeah, man. Uh, one last thing on star Wars, if you're going to go see this movie and if you're going to complain about it or whatever, Especially if you're going to complain about, like, you know, the filming or whatever. Remember, people made this movie. Real people. This is their job. This is their livelihood. And unfortunately, whether you like it or not, this is also canon. So, like it or not, this is how it is. And also, don't just write off the entire movie. Because thousands of man hours went into this movie. Thousands of people's lives, blood, sweat, and tears went in this movie. So try to remember that when you just immediately give it a thumbs down. Not saying you would because it was amazing though. I'm sorry. I really feel like your very well thought out PSA is falling on deaf ears because have you met the internet? <laughs> people don't care about man hours. People don't care about this is their job or blood, sweat, and tears. People just think that their opinion and their opinion alone is what should be and nothing else. So, but I agree. I, I support your, 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 uh, your thought there. And I hope people will at least give it a chance. Um, but for the rest of us, we are gonna get going. So Quentin, how can people contact you? Uh, best way right now is still on Xbox. All right, we are going to find a different way, <laughs> but we're not going to we're not going to tell well, you. I have a I have a Twitter, and you can throw it up there. No, it's just, no, no. I'm going to we're going to find a different way, and I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to collude against you with with your wife, and one day you're going to get notifications from a random oh, notification <laughs> app, and you're going to be like, "Who are all these people that want to talk to me?" 
Why are their shirts off? No, um, we're gonna we're we're gonna uh, connect. Um, actually, this show is actually gonna have its own Twitter account, hopefully in the near future. But yeah, make sure you go follow Firewall and Adam on Xbox Live. As for me, Hannity's on Xbox Live, and um, you can find me on YouTube, T Ninja Three Thousand, Lazy Tech TV, Lazy Tony Vapes, and on Twitter, Lazy Tech Tony. You get all that. If not, it's all in the description below. Thank you very much, guys. Have a good one. Bye, guys.